Welcome back to another episode of Ballers, Beers, and Banter. I'm here tonight with only Anthony. It's an Anthony and Moose episode. In fact, what's it, up? Oh, oh sorry, sorry Anthony, I, was, I was still there. going there. It will be a Moose and a Moose. Now look, you got me all over the place now. It's going to be a Moose and Anthony episode every Sunday for the foreseeable future. Dave will not be able to join us on Sunday nights. We're going to try to get some guest appearances in here. Maybe a couple of uh, Sunday night Seeger episodes where we'll have our pal Seeger come in and, and, and talk with us and see what he's up to. But uh, for the time being, we got a few new segments we're going to air tonight. It's, uh, I mean, I think Anthony and I are both exhausted. We've been waiting six months for tonight or today, rather. Uh, oh, my goodness. How much football did we watch? It, it was all absolutely exciting. Yeah. Some players did well. Some players did poorly. The ups and downs were a, a roller coaster of emotions, but here we are about to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it's been crazy already. I'm going to go into work tomorrow a little upset, you know, had some teams perform really well, had some teams looking good right before the four o'clock game started. And then the four o'clock games, uh, you know, ruined my Sunday. But, the afternoon was a, it was a, yeah. it was a shady time of the day. Yeah. It was the rain clouds came over. A lot of my players also perform poorly. I have I have a bet with Dave. We uh, we did a All beer right. bet to see whose team would win week one. And a couple of my players did not perform as expected. And it's all come down to the kicker. <laughs> Which is uh, always the most exciting. But uh, I think uh, fortune will favor the kicker that I've picked and we'll find out tomorrow night who the winner of that beer bet is. So um, I know you guys were talking about it today, but this is in our, our main league, our two player keeper, or is it our auction or both because you played each other in both. It's in the uh, two player keeper league. Right. Okay. I mean, coming down to a kicker, this, uh, this will be interesting because Dave usually bashes the kicker. And if he loses because of your kicker, he's, he's going to kick himself. So it's important to pick a good, no kicker. pun intended. <laughs> all right let's all roll right. up the headlines yeah so already you know week one there's crazy injuries that happen this is football so here we go jerry judy high ankle sprain Boom. out six to eight weeks uh he was looking pretty good with teddy bridgewater denver looked good um i mean i mean i guess this helps Cortland sutton because he didn't look too good but kj hamler looked fantastic so um, I mean, we'll talk a bit about him probably in the uh, waiver wire episode tomorrow. But uh, yeah, it sucks because Jerry Judy could have had a big year with Teddy Bridgewater under center. Yeah, I don't think this is devastating to Denver necessarily. Obviously, right. they've just lost a great asset in Jerry Judy. And it's really unfortunate that he got the high ankle sprain week one. Yeah. Um, but like you said, for fantasy purposes, there's a lot of... Um, you know, other guys on that team who now have an opportunity to step up. Yeah, it's so a very interesting. deep team. So uh, offensively, they got a, a bunch of receivers, you know, no offense still there. They got the two running backs, Melvin Gordon, Roman numeral three, and Javonta Williams. So, yeah, but sucks because I know a lot of people were high in Jerry Judy and it sucks for him to be out this long after week one. All right, um, some other injuries in game. Raheem Mostert. Uh, knee injury he uh, I mean he looked like he was going to get the majority of the touches or be the lead back in this game and then 
like we predicted. Uh, and he, yeah, well, in these kinds of situations, you don't want to sit here and be the guy saying, uh, I told us so. But, you know, past couple of seasons, Raheem Mostert's knees just, they just get injured. It's, you know, he's, he wears a knee brace. He tweeted earlier in the, in the off season. Oh, why is everyone giving me a hard time? I always mm-hmm. wear a knee brace. My knees are fine. And then, you know, his knees are not fine, which is, it's very unfortunate because he is a talented player. He runs very, very fast. It's exciting to watch him, but for fantasy purposes, he, he's just not reliable. He's very risky. And I mean, I don't know about some of the other fantasy experts, whether they take into account the injuries or injury prone players and like drop them in the rankings based on that. I mean, nobody wishes for injuries, but injuries are a main part of football. Uh, these guys get hurt often. I think, but I think after three seasons, like I know a lot of people put the injury prone title on players, but I think after, if it's been three seasons in a row, same injury, that's when you get injury prone. You know, if you, if you get the high ankle sprain and then you get a shoulder injury, then you get something else. I wouldn't necessarily yeah, deem that right. injury prone, but it's like, oh, he hurt his knee again. Oh, he hurt his knee again. Oh, and there yeah, goes but his that's knee it. again. There are well, some I don't players. think his knees are going to cut it any longer. Right. right. Um, some other news, well, we'll stick with San Francisco. Uh, Trey Sermon was inactive for this game, which for I think unknown was... unknown reasons. Unknown reasons was a shock to people, but I don't think uh, anybody was starting him if you did you were kind of hoping for him to take over as the lead back uh or i don't know to to get you know be tricky on offense and like include him on some of the um the plays that were drummed up but uh no he was inactive so interesting hopefully we'll find out why soon uh to help us going forward my initial guess i mean any kind of off field whatever that might come out in the news later on from now my initial thought was they've got Raheem Mostert they've got Elijah Mitchell they've got Jamichael Hasty. yeah why do they need Trey Sermon right now let right. the guy rest you know there's 17 weeks if he if he really is that good assuming that San Francisco also knows that Raheem Mostert has a history of knee injury you know they knew at some point Trey Sermon would be coming in to replace him anyways you know, let yeah. the guy rest. Let the guy rest yeah. and practice and for as long as Raheem Mostert can go out there. And I'm sure we'll see Trey Sermon next week. Or there could be something else that we don't know about yet, yeah. and we won't. And I mean, they run the ball efficiently with the amount of running backs they have. Like, everybody serves their purpose in the backfield there, and a bunch of them uh, got in on the red zone uh, today. But uh, we'll, well address that it, a little I later. I find it hilarious that Jamichael Hastie's like the goal line back. Yeah. He's like the smallest guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's gritty. He's gritty. Um, the other in injury, uh, the other player that got injured in game, Ryan Fitz magic. He went down with a hip injury, did not come back. Taylor. It's, it's a hip suplexion. Suplexion. Oh, thank you for, uh, for correct me on that. For the accuracy. <laughs> on the accuracy of his injury more in depth uh yeah to, uh, super unfortunate yeah i mean we anthony anthony put bad juju on him with that whole tyler haneke rumors in the in the preseason it's on but, you anthony well i don't th- i'm not gonna say that it's because of me if i if we had the beer bet saying that 
even with injury of Taylor, T- Taylor Heineke came in, uh, then I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I give bad vibes to Fitzpatrick, but I mean, in any event, it's super upsetting because for Terry McLaurin owners and well, Curtis Samuel is injured himself, but for Curtis Samuel owners, Logan Thomas owners, I think we were all very excited to have Ryan Fitzpatrick come in a veteran presence. You know, he's a, he's a good quarterback to really elevate the fantasy potential of these players. And it's a little bit uh, discouraging to see him go out week one. And uh, I imagine he's out for multiple weeks Yeah. Uh, at this point. And, I mean, hopefully, you know, we saw we saw flashes of, of Taylor Henneke's potential at the end of last season, and uh, yeah, maybe he'll take the next step. I mean, Terry McLaurin, I mean, Fitzpatrick got injured pretty early, but Taylor Heineke was, he aired the ball out, and McLaurin had some big plays. Uh, Logan Thomas, I believe uh, Heineke is the one that threw the touchdown to him. I'm not sure about that, or maybe it was Fitzpatrick, but I mean... He's gonna be good enough uh, for them. They, they love to run the ball, so even if they don't air the ball out a lot, which is what we wanted to see this season, I'm sure um, San Francisco will be fine. They have the running backs. Us, uh, San Francisco. Sorry, Washington. They have Gibson there. Gibson looked good, um, and then they have the other receivers that they they've tried to get the ball to. Like they they look pretty good. Um, they didn't get the win, obviously, but. Uh, they should be okay with Taylor Heineke. Um, and then some other notable mentions. Uh, Zach Moss was also inactive uh, for unknown reasons. I think well, it's probably it, I don't hamstring, think... uh, hamstring injury that's been nagging at him. Yeah, I mean, we knew he was hampered by injury, but usually there's a little bit more information like he's inactive due to injury. They just said he was inactive. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he was also benched for a specific reason hopefully we also find out why or more details about it but i mean this is looking better for my beer bet with dave that uh devin singletary will outperform zach moss this season and then one more um uh josh jacobs uh he's questionable for tomorrow's game with an illness. illness so keep an eye on that uh if you own Josh Jacobs and you handcuffed Kenyon Drake to him, uh, then get ready, like have your notifications on, be ready because we saw a lot of people today. Every, every season though, he has this, he has like an illness. So it could be a situation where, you know, even a bad burrito. Yeah. It could be later on in the season where he might deal with the same thing and he might be in or he might be out. You never know with him, but Keep an eye on that situation. And I mean, some people got caught today in our leagues with the OBJ news and the Zach Moss news in one of my other leagues. They weren't paying attention or maybe didn't have their notifications on, left OBJ in the lineup or Trey Sermon. Somebody had Trey Sermon in their lineup. I mean, you got to pay attention. People, fantasy season has started. Turn on your notifications. Yeah. Um, all right, all we're right. getting into the next segment then? Yeah. Are uh, we doing my segment? Uh, let's do your segment. Yes. All right. So we got a new segment tonight. This one is called the Sunday Night Gridiron Guillotine. And what this segment is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Anthony a couple names of players today who maybe performed uh, less than what was expected or maybe just not as exciting. 
And if Anthony would cut them from his team to pick somebody up off the waiver wire. Um, all right. So the first one, you ready, Anthony? Ready. Um, Ronald Jones. Would you cut him from your team to pick up a more opportune running back off the waiver wire? Or do you think he's got, uh, he's going to make a turnaround next week? Um, I would tell, I would advise people. So what I would personally do is I would keep him. I don't own him particularly like myself on any of my teams because I wasn't high on him this season. But for those of you who drafted him, keep him, wait and see. He did fumble. He did the same thing last year. But from week to week, we don't know who's going to get the ball in Tampa Bay. And I mean, he finished, I believe it was 16th overall, uh, for the RBs last season. So don't, don't drop him yet. Would you try to trade him if you could? I guess that option is also out there. Yes. I would try to package him with some other players, maybe some players that you might bring up in this segment. Okay. What about Russell Gage? Oh goodness. Big goose egg today from Russell Gage. Big goose egg. Uh, the worst zero points. Um, no, don't drop him. Uh, Atlanta disappointed everyone. Kyle Pitts played terribly. Uh, Calvin Ridley didn't do that well. Matt Ryan was awful. But this is an offense that's going to have to air the ball out. Um, Maybe Philadelphia's defense was a lot better than we thought it would be. So let's just say, just forget about this week. Uh, He's shaking off the rust. Keep him on your team. Yeah. All right, here's here's one because everybody was a little bit excited about this and we had spoken about it, I think, last episode because there was a couple people ahead of him. So Michael Carter did not do so well today. No. You and keep, You keep him around his depth? What do you do? I would, I would keep him. He's more on the fence for me. I, I think some people can drop him um, because there, there will be quite a few running backs available on the waiver wire. I would say drop him. We did mention last episode that he is fourth, third or fourth on the depth chart. Yeah, behind some people that he, he probably should have beaten out just, right. for being a, just for being a rookie, just right. for being younger and healthier. So I would drop him. I, uh, I, am, I tend to be in agreement. If I had to pick up a waiver wire option, I think I, uh, I would also drop Michael Carter after today's performance. Right. All right, this one, this one, this one is going to be potentially controversial. It's a player that I have on one of my teams, but oh. today it did not go well for Tyler <laughs> Boyd. Is Tyler, Tyler Boyd? I, I, in my opinion, you have to keep Tyler Boyd because I think Cincinnati could have, you know, all, he can feed all three receivers. I know we've spoken about this in the past, yep. but if you're if you're stuck, let's say uh, you got a couple injuries, are you thinking about cutting Tyler Boyd? Um, I would not because depth is everything. This is a guy I, I, I compare the Cincinnati Bengals to the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers. They ha- they each have three receivers that they're going to try and air the ball to. Well, I think Tyler Boyd. Plus, I, think, is, I think defenses wanted to see if Jamar Chase could actually catch the ball. Right. Which, which he, he pr- yes. So <laughs> I mean, he might struggle against a tougher D. Um, I don't know. Well, they're, they're uh, going to have to respect Jamar Chase at this point. Right, exactly. I think, we, I think week one, they just anticipated he would he would do the job for them by dropping the ball. But, you know, now they know he's got hands. So, they, you know, it's going to open up, you know, ideally open up 
um, some space for Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I kind of Boyd was targeted four times, caught three of four. Higgins targeted five times. Jamar Chase was targeted seven times. So I mean, Jamar Chase looked like the the lead receiver, but Tyler Boyd is that guy. I put him in the realm of Juju Smith Schuster or Jarvis Landry if OBJ was there. Um where they're gonna be a guy that, you know, will catch majority of their targets and you know, un they won't they don't have a high ceiling. So the, they'll get you like low double digits, if anything, but it won't be consistent from week to week because clearly uh Joe Burrow has a rapport with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins last year. So they, they want the young guys to come up. So Tyler Boyd is kind of that reliable receiver in some games with a tougher defensive matchup where I think he might be more successful, but do not drop him. Okay, I, uh, I agree with that uh, yeah. 100%. Maybe don't start him until you see something from him. Uh, hopefully there's more depth on your team, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so this one's an interesting one because I think people were still drafting him. Well, probably not that high actually, but um, people probably were drafting him. Rashad Penny. And there was interesting developments. I didn't, I didn't watch the Seattle game, but I'm looking at the scores here, and it seems like Alex Collins was non-existent. Uh, he was non-existent. Non-existent. So yeah. I think rolling into the season, as far as I knew, Alex Collins was supposed to be the backup to Chris Carson. But it would appear it's DJ Dallas. Yeah. Uh... Which is fantastic news for me. I recently picked him up in our Dynasty League. So I hope this is the case because I was under the impression that DJ Dallas was like a fringe and uh, it was either Rashad Penny or Alex Collins taking up the backup duties. But uh, I mean, Rashad Penny yeah. seems to only have gotten two carries for eight yards. D already dealing with another injury. Right. Uh, so, we advise uh, people not to draft him. So yeah, I would uh, say I think he's drop a straight up cut. I think he's, you just, even if you don't need someone off the waiver wire, just cut him. Yeah. Um, I will say this, though, when, you know, everybody talks about let Russ cook, um, the backup running backs or the RB, like, so DJ Dallas had one carry and one reception. Uh, Chris Carson, 16 carries, 91 yards. Uh, he did fumble, so he should have had more points than he actually did. But um, Russell Wilson aired out the ball a lot. Uh, we saw a locket. 100 yards, two TDs, Metcalf, 60 yards, one TD. Um, even Gerald Everett got it in there, got a TD, 20 yards, and Will uh, Will Disley. So, I mean, they're going to air the ball out a lot more. They have the safe – like, I mean, if they don't have to rely on Chris Carson to run the ball all the time, maybe he can be healthy the whole season, but he won't be as – he won't have as many big games as he's used to, I believe. But they didn't run the ball that much, so, I mean – uh, for for dynasty purposes, DJ Dallas is a good pickup, but um, yeah, for for redraft, I wouldn't pick up any of no. these guys. I'd definitely Goodness, draft, no. uh, drop uh, Rashad Penny. Yeah. All right, Rashad Penny's out of here. Okay, here, Anthony, this one is close to the both of us because we uh, you had him as a marquee of the mid-round slash sleeper, and yeah. I've just always believed him. McCall Hardman as the yeah. wide receiver two on the Chiefs. I mean, I, I, saw, I saw bits and pieces of this game. Let me tell you, Patrick Mahomes was airing that ball out, and unfortunately, McColl saw none of it, or very little of it. So how do you feel? Do you keep him around? 
I still uh, I, I I would still keep him around. Uh, Kansas City seemed to struggle early against uh, against the Cleveland Browns. I mean, Nicole Hardman was I still mean, the wide uh, receiver too. I'll be honest. I think they were just toying with the Browns. They're like, oh, Cleveland, you think you think you can compete? And so they let them score a couple touchdowns, and they're like, let me show you how to play football. Yeah, and then they this, showed them how to play football. This is classic Kansas City. Uh, they <laughs> wait till like the end of the third, fourth quarter to really just show up and then destroy teams. I mean, that seventy-five yard touchdown to Tyreek Hill was absolutely yeah. bonkers. It was bonkers, and Tyreek Hill fifteen targets, um, Travis Kelsey seven targets. So it seems like they're gonna do that again. Um, only three targets for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean. It, here's, it here's, might... here's one good thing to note about because we are let's not get carried away here we were talking about yeah. Nicole Hardman so let's keep yeah. it uh let's keep it on track one thing to note three of three receptions yes so a, a drop balls. balls drop balls has been a consistent theme with um what's his name uh Demarcus Robinson mm-hmm. uh who dropped one of two and the big thing that people always bring up when when talking about McCall Hardman is that his hands are rocks and he can't catch a ball so the fact that he caught all three of the balls that were tossed his way is fantastic news. Right. In my opinion, I'd keep I keep him on my yeah. bench. I wouldn't keep cut him just yet. I think uh, Kansas City was just uh, wanted to show everybody what they got. Yeah. And um, there's going to be uh, more work for McCall Hardman down the line. Absolutely. Okay, I got uh, maybe maybe two or three more. I realize right. we got a, got a lot of names here. This one is going to be super controversial. You ready for this? Oh, yep. Aaron Rodgers. Disaster <laughs> today. Disaster. I mean, I had him in <laughs> our main league, uh, my our two-player keeper, and I mean, he was the reason why I lost. Basically, going into the four o'clock games, I had I was yeah. supposed to win. I had he, the majority. He yeah, bombed. He bombed. He only completed fifteen of twenty-eight uh, passes, two interceptions. Not great. Not great. I think this was his worst performance since being the starter in Green Bay. So um, maybe this is karma. Um, Maybe he's just getting old. Yeah. I mean, if he wants to show everyone that he deserves to be a Super Bowl champ and he wants to get on other teams, I mean, he can't he can't do this again. This was devastating to fantasy teams. Um, He looked bad. He he also looked less than thrilled to be playing football. Right. He did he did not look excited to be there even before he started throwing interceptions. He yeah. he did not look motivated. He he reminded me of Jay Cutler when Jay <laughs> yes. Cutler would just like like just completely remove himself from the game if he's like frustrated. So it seemed like that's what Rodgers was doing. And I mean, he can't blame anyone else. He wasn't making great throws. He was off. He was very off today, but I mean, you can't drop Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean, on my team, I'm not going to pick up another QB to play in place of him next week. You just have to, you know, forget about this week and go into the next week and, uh, believe that he is still the Aaron uh, the Aaron Rodgers that we all know. Yeah, the next person I had on the list, it's a little bit of a segue here, was uh, Marquise Valdez-Scantling. We don't have to talk about it. It was a headline that came out a while ago saying that uh, he was supposed to have a breakout season and that him and Aaron Rodgers were, were really having a strong rapport. No, not true. No. Uh, every pass was overthrown. They did not look like they were in sync at all. Disaster. 
But on so, whose uh, side? Yeah. So both. I mean, <laughs> both. He got it, three of eight. Yeah, it did not look great. So if you have uh, Marquise Valdez Scantling, you can hang on to him for hopes that things turn around next week. But it does not look great. And what a what a pain that uh, j- just a no- just to mention, he wanted Randall Cobb over there, but only threw to him once. So I mean. I know, oh, yeah, he, that's the thing. Well, I mean, I was going back and forth through a couple of the games, but anytime I was watching Green Bay on offense, I, Aaron Rodgers, you know, for all the garbage he he talked about, Marquise Valdez Scantling about him dropping balls and all this, mm-hmm. uh, he sure does target him a lot. You yeah. know, so it's it's a very strange yeah. situation over there. All right, next one rolling up because it's interesting topic this week. In uh, New York, the exciting news was that Saquon Barkley would be back. And then mm-hmm. today today it was, oh, there'll be no limits. He'll be fantastic. He's ready to go. And then there was reports saying that Saquon Barkley would not uh, tell us whether he'd be 100% or not. And right before game time, oh, he's, he's out there. He's 100%, yada, yada. And then he did not have a very successful day. So he is no. definitely not someone you're cutting from your team. He's not the person we're talking about person we are talking about is Devontae Booker because Devontae Booker was supposed to be the fill-in if Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley was not 100% and uh, he did even worse than Saquon Barkley. I mean it, it, it's hard to assess this because they didn't really run the ball. Uh, four carries for Devontae Booker and 10 carries for Saquon Barkley so they they were playing from behind. I mean at the start of the game they looked like to they look to be in rhythm, um, but I don't know. To me, you should have ran the ball a little more, and maybe they don't trust their their backs. Like, I mean, I don't know if the 10 carries for Barkley was due to injury. They want to limit his carries, but they didn't really give the ball to Devontae Booker, and I don't know if they were just not happy with what they saw or if they just couldn't go a, that way. But is he, is he a deadweight handcuff on your bench? Like, can you, <sighs> I think you could – I think, in my opinion, you can cut him and free him up with – with somebody else yeah that's it pick, pick up someone's michael carter or something yeah, that's it like, <laughs> I, uh, we'll, we'll I think mention Devontae Booker's later. years are behind him now yeah i mean well we can bring up a well we'll bring up some people on our waiver wire episode tomorrow but uh in some of our other segments that we'll have right after this um this one uh there will be some people mentioned that uh you should look at instead of keeping Devonte booker on your team yeah. So, so that's of. that's my list for uh, tonight's Sunday night gridiron guillotine. So you yes. guys, listeners, you can be the judges. And if you have people on your bench where you're on the fence, oh, I don't know if I should cut this guy or not, send us an email. Hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Say, uh, let us know. I've got these guys on my team, and uh, I think maybe I can improve here or there. Is this guy cuttable, or is he going to bounce back? We'll let you know what we think. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, uh, going into our next segment, um, this is a new one as well. It's called the Tall Boy of the Week. And for those of you who don't know, we're ballers, beers, and banter. We beers are part of this podcast. So a Tall Boy is a big can, a sixteen-ounce can of beer. So, I mean, the more beer, can you the a, merrier. Can you give us a milliliterage. Oh goodness. I think it's like 750. Probably something like that. Um, it's just the bigger can. So, uh, it's so, the bigger bottle. The tall boy is the bottle. It's the big beer bottle. Right. 
uh, big beer bottle, but I see like in the States, they have some beers that say tall boy on them in can form. Uh, so okay. just the bigger version of a regular can or a regular bottle of beer. So the more beer, the better. So also the players that we're going to give these, uh, this award to, or the, the tall boy, the title title to are players that weren't expected to perform at the top of their positional category. So um, we're going to pick one from each position. They were supposed to be a regular can of beer and they stepped it up to the tall boy can of beer. Right. Uh, They're on our radar now. They're they're guys for us to watch out for. All right. So starting at QB, I have Jameis Winston with 29.6 points. Boom. Did they ever make the right decision in picking him over Taysom Taysom non-existent today Hill? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there was also a stat, which is ridiculous because Winston seems to find himself in these weird categories. So um, he was the first quarterback with five touchdowns to have less than 200 yards passing. I yeah, believe because, he had because 148. The guy, yeah, because he, he, he makes, he does one play, one play touchdown. It's kind of like Patrick Mahomes. You know, he just bombs it accurately to a wide receiver and they score. Yeah. So, I mean, he was super efficient uh, 14 for 20. Um, he didn't, I mean, Kamara did what he's supposed to do. Um, he didn't really have that many receptions. He did have a reception touchdown, but uh, had 20 carries for 83 yards. Um, and it, it was more the, he spread the ball out uh, to the receiving core and the tight ends. Tight ends. Juwan um, Johnson. Juwan Johnson, which I think is another Robert Tunyon situation uh, because he's listed here as wide receiver uh, in the wide receiver category for the game, for the in-game score. But in the stat line, he's under tight end. So he is our tight end uh, tall boy choice as well, who finished with 15.6 fantasy points. And we're talking about half point PPR here. Yeah. All right. He leaped up for his first touchdown. Oh, my goodness. It was very awesome to watch. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't based on yardage. He had three targets. He caught all three of his targets and he had two touchdowns. So. I mean, with tight ends, touchdowns are a thing. So it's nice to see that he's targeted in the end zone. And I mean, sorry, Dave, uh, Troutman, not looking, uh, not looking too good. Caught three of six for 18 yards. So uh, your sleeper or your marquee, I think it was a sleeper, uh, not looking so good in game one. All right, going over to running back. We have Elijah Mitchell with 16.4 fantasy points. Now, Moose, you're the you're the guy who was able to call um, call out the running backs that would do well or leap to RB one category uh, on the San Francisco 49ers last year. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we don't wish for injury, but they're always the the backfield always seems to be injured. So there's always new faces uh, making their way into the NFL, uh, making their way onto your fantasy team. This is a guy we'll for sure talk about tomorrow on the waiver wire episode. Um, Well, this is the thing. So yeah, what's, yeah, what's, what's really interesting about Elijah Mitchell is that, so he was someone I was aware of. He's, his metrics are better than Trey Sermon. Mm -hmm. He's, I believe he's a little bit bigger as well, but not much out of camp about him. They kept him pretty quiet. 
no hype, really. You know, mm-hmm. so I was more inclined to think that maybe he was going to be a depth piece for them, uh, especially when Wayne Gallman was there as well. And then, yeah. uh, you know, they cut Wayne Gallman. We knew Raheem Mostert would be the starter. So much hype about Trey Sermon. So assuming that Trey Sermon would take that number two role, and then that's it. It would be Jamichael Hasty or Elijah Mitchell. Uh, however, with this weird, healthy scratch of Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell coming out and, you know, exactly doing what his metric said he would do, it's very interesting. I'd also like to note that Jamichael Hasty uh, got eight points on the day, he scored a touchdown. Yep. So that, I think more than ever, the, the concern in the last couple of seasons with, uh, you know, when Matt Breda was there and uh, Tevin Coleman was there, uh, you know, along with Raheem Mostert eventually, it was like this three-headed nightmare for fantasy. And yeah. we're right, well, I think we're going to be right back there. We're, until we know, I mean, well, until we know what happens to Trey Sermon, obviously it's going to be Elijah Mitchell, Jamaica, Jamichael Hasty show. Yeah. Um, and Kyle's... Kyle Juszczyk gets in there, but obviously not worthy of a roster position. Yeah, so I think uh, this is the reason why everybody stays away from San Francisco. Both, well, one, because it can be extremely lucrative, Mm -hmm. but uh, who knows, who knows what's going to go on week to week. So I, I, if you have, who did we say here? If you have Michael Carter and you can get Elijah Mitchell off the waiver wire, do it. Right. If you have uh, Devontae Booker, go get Elijah Mitchell, hundred yeah. uh, percent. Ronald, I would do. I would do the Ronald Jones. I would get rid of Ronald Jones and put in Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. So I would agree with that. Um, because lo- look at this: Elijah Mitchell had nineteen carries. Jamichael Hasty had one carry and yeah, one reception. A, yeah. So r- as it stands right now, we don't know how long Mostert's out. We don't know what's going on with Trey Sermon, how long he'll be out. If it's only those two, I mean, that stat line for Elijah Mitchell, he's the guy. Yeah. I mean, in previous years, Raheem's knee injuries were about three weeks. Three weeks. So we're looking at at least probably three weeks. Okay. All right. And then... All right. We've got way to- off track here. So let's talk. Who's our next tall boy? Our next tall boy at the wide receiver position is Debo Samuel, my so we're, sleeper. We're, we're staying. We're staying in San Francisco. Yeah, we're staying in San Francisco. <laughs> I mean, um, that, that's a player we didn't mention, Brandon Ayuk. He wasn't listed as out or inactive, but yeah. he didn't catch. Nothing was thrown his way. Um, but he was just coming off that hamstring injury, and he was, by all accounts, he was healthy. But yeah, nothing went his way today. Yeah. Very, very strange. Uh, I, there's a lot of disappointed people out there, I'll tell you. I'm one of those people. I had Brandon Ayuk in my flex position in one of my leagues. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty disappointing because, yeah. uh, you know, we had we had hyped him up a little bit. Well, we had hyped Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk up, saying both of them offer uh, value in San Francisco. And yeah. um, I guess we let you down a little bit. Yeah. Well, Brandon Ayuk let us all down. But then we also let you down. But more right. focus on Brandon letting you down. Yeah, we were we were both <laughs> uh, like our entire podcast. We said you can't go wrong with either one of them. But I said if I had to pick one, I would pick Debo. He's my sleeper. Uh, nine caught nine of twelve receptions, one hundred eighty nine yards, one TD. He fumbled once, so his stat line would have been better. He finished with twenty six point four fantasy points and half point PPR. 
Um, he's the go-to guy. The next guy was uh, this guy, Sherfield, uh, 23 yards, one touchdown, and Mohamed Sanu with one catch for seven yards. So, I mean, Debo's the guy. Kittle got in there a little bit. He fumbled as well. Could have had a better stat line and fan- uh, better um, final. Uh, he would have had 8.8 points. So, I mean, he didn't wow anyone today but uh Debo definitely a guy I think you can look to and slot into your lineup if you didn't start him uh this week especially with uh, Ayuk being hampered by injury and it says Ayuk did play and didn't get a target but his hamstring was really bugging him that dropped him in the depth chart Mm. all right so those are our tall boys and we don't we're not going to really get into kickers and defense but we have some mentions um, or some defenses you should keep an eye on that seem to be very um, efficient and very uh, good today. The Saints, D, Pittsburgh D, and Arizona D. I know Arizona beefed up their D uh, in the offseason. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, they were a stacked defense uh, before, but we thought that maybe Buffalo would still win that game, but they they... They stopped Buffalo. I mean, it's crazy. And then the Saints. <laughs> I mean, the Saints made the Green Bay Packers look terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I feel you people that started Green Bay players. Devontae Adams didn't get in double digits. Aaron Rodgers did not. Aaron Jones did not. So Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Jones' honor, owner's got to be feeling it today because I think everybody was really hyped about Aaron Jones coming out and just killing it. Yeah. And it couldn't be farther from that. Yeah. That's fantasy football, folks. That's fantasy Ups football. And downs. Yeah. And while we're on the, the subject of beers, um, just to go over for our listeners, our our um h- how do we title it? Um I, it's slipping my mind right now. The I have beer no idea meter. What you're trying to tell me to title. The the beer um rating our beer rating oh, system. I think first. we called it <clears throat> the um I think we just call it the beer rankings. The beer rankings, and to to recap, what that beer is: beer bottle for, risk rankings. Beer bottle risk rankings. Um, so basically, we we're doing our start sits a little differently this year. It's based on how risky the play is. How so safe and how risky. Right, how safe and how risky they are, based on a six pack of beer. So six beers would be not risky safe. at all. Would be the safest play. And one beer would be the riskiest play. And we felt that this is better for you listeners because to have a, a player be black or white in the sense that he's either going to hit or he's going to miss, is it doesn't really give you enough insight on, you know, uh, defenses could be affected or uh, how the defenses could affect the performance of a player or a player being injury prone um, how that might affect a player. So basically the three of us come up with our own rankings for certain players. And then we have our consensus uh, beer ranking. So just to go also, over quickly. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, we're, we're also one of our, one of our targets for this uh, podcast was, you know, to help people who are new to fantasy football and to learn a bit about fantasy football. And at the same time, even people who do know how to play fantasy football we just sat here and told you what to do every week yeah you're not really playing fantasy football so we're going to give you this is to give you like a pretty good guideline of you know how we see 
you know, the, the, the safest players and the riskiest players. And then, you know, you be the judge, you can take our advice into account, but realistically you're setting your lineup. So if you disagree with us and think that, you know, what, what we think is safe is risky to you, you make that call. But uh, you know, we want to, we want to help nudge you in the right direction as best we can. Right. So for the most part, I think we did a pretty good job at helping uh, a bunch of people. So we'll start Logan Thomas. We gave a we gave him four beers out of six. Finished with ten point five points. Um, you were a little lower on him than Dave and I, and rightfully so. Uh, you believed last year that Alex Smith being there, you know, checking down to him, um, elevated his game, and which is why he had a lot of targets. He wasn't targeted that much. Didn't have that many yards this game, but got the touchdown and made him fantasy relevant for the tight end position he finished with 10.5 points this again is hey, half this, point this, this might this might change now this is the beauty of fantasy football is that now with taylor henneke coming in yeah. I mean, we, we could be we could be right back to check down central right but he caught all of his targets three for three 30 yards and a touchdown uh our next guy is chase edmonds who also got four out of six beers i was a little lower on him um, I think as you were two moose because I, well, I put him at a three because it was in my eyes yeah. it, it was 50 50 whether it was going to be a Chase Edmonds or James Conner yeah uh, Dave was the highest on him I believe Dave had him at five beers out of six and for the same reason that you put him at three I believe I put him at three uh, they both got work but it's <laughs> James Conner had more carries but Chase Edmonds uh, was able to do more with the work that he was given and he did get four receptions as well which james connor was not targeted out of the backfield so that's the advantage that chase edmonds will provide for your team if you're deciding between i mean for the if you have both of them on your team if you want to handcuff one of them i doubt people have both these players on their team but chase edmonds is the play for this team in half point ppr or ppr leagues because he will receive uh passes out of the backfield and he finished with 12.6 points so he was a risky play we gave him four out of six beers and he showed up um we'll go to some of our ones that didn't hit uh we had two guys from the atlanta falcons offense we had matt ryan with (laughs) 6.36 points awful we thought he could be a spot start for people who had, you know, a starting QB that didn't have such a great matchup, um, he sucked. I don't know if it was Philadelphia's D, as we mentioned before, that might be a little bit better than we thought they would be, but he maybe, did maybe not. Maybe Matt Ryan's on the off here. Maybe we miscalculated. Well, when you asked me this last episode, technically, if last year was supposed to be his on year and this year was supposed to be his off year, it was an off year last year, and I think he's right back on the 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 like the normal schedule where it's going to be his off year and i mean they're bad you guys have a beer bet for who's going to finish like last between the the houston texans and the uh the balsawood jets or the new york jets i mean i think atlanta i, I might get in on <laughs> yeah, this texans, beer bet texans won a game today didn't they yeah. didn't Texans won. okay good yeah so I'm up and they look good yeah but who knows maybe it's just week one maybe it's shaking some yeah. rust off I mean, if Jared Goff can score uh, somewhere in the realm of 29 fantasy points, I think Matt Ryan can turn it around. Yeah. But and then, it was not this week. 
yeah, it was not this week. And our other Atlanta player was Kyle Pitts. We had it four out of six beers. Uh, he finished with 5.1 uh, fantasy points again. Don't be hey, worried about Pitts. That's only that's only like one or two points behind George Kittle. Right. Right. So it's week one. <laughs> um, I'm sure they're going to air the ball out a lot. They're terrible. So, I mean, I think a lot of analysts were off on how they predicted this game would go. So we apologize. Uh, but if you drafted Kitts, you were playing Kitts. Um, if Who? we told you to spot uh, Kyle Pitts. I said Kits. Did I yeah, say Kits? You said Kits. I had Kittle and Pitts in my mind. But um, yeah, we apologize if we told you to spot start Matt Ryan. Um, Raheem Mostert, we didn't hit on as well. He left the game with an well, injury. Raheem, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't count yeah. because of injury. But I think we should get one because, well, this, I you know, people who've been listening to the show, you know, I'm a Patriots fan. And, uh, you know, I've had some choice uh, words about uh, Cam Newton and his his attitude and, and, you know, how he performed in new England. Um, Mac Jones came out today, looked amazing. Yes, he did. I'll, I'll dial the hype back a little bit. He looked good. He looked yeah. good for a rookie. His passes <laughs> were accurate. He, he did not look panicked. He, he looked like, you know, he'd been playing in the NFL before. It did not look like his first real NFL game. However, right. we had Nelson Aguilar at a one beer as a very risky play. Nelson Aguilar has been known to drop balls. And I, in my opinion, I think even though I was, you know, very excited to see Mac Jones play and I was confident that he was a far superior quarterback than Cam Newton, I thought maybe that he would go to, you know, maybe Jonu Smith or, or somebody right. else. And, you know, with Nelson Aguilar's drop history, he was a risk. Turns out that's not the case. Right. But, and this is the, the key thing about, us doing our start sits this way on risk uh, on how risky the player can be. Our risk factor was at one, but the reason why we, he was at a one is because we didn't know who would get the ball on this team. So yes, he did get 15.7 points, but still, I think he's a huge risk going forward because Jacoby Myers had more targets than he did uh, caught six of nine and Aguilar is the one who got the touchdown. So yeah, if he didn't get the touchdown, he would be um, maybe, yeah. So uh, he's still a risky play, but uh, yeah, Mac Jones looks better than we thought he would. Um, this segment, th- this is the perfect player. I'm glad we included him in it. Allen Robinson, Roman numeral two. We said that he didn't get into the double digits last year when they played the Rams because he was going against Jalen Ramsey. We said nobody's going to bench him, but he was a very risky play uh, and to have a great flex to maybe compensate for his lack of performance. He ended up finishing with 6.5 fantasy points in half point PPR. So we warned you, we had him three out of six beers. Um, the Rams defense is a top notch defense. And even though Alan Robinson is able to be, he's probably one of the most consistent um wide receivers out there it's just against the rams R- jalen ramsey is just amazing He's the best. um so yeah so th- this is why it's not a black and white situation the risk was high here so that's why you got three beers um a few of our other guys some guys that we had at six beers uh jonathan taylor 14.6 points 
DeAndre Hopkins, 23.3 points. These guys we we hit on. Obviously, these are guys you're not going to bench. Um, these are guys you're going to play even against tough uh, defenses. But um, yeah, they hit. Um, a guy that we another guy that we were low on that we were correct. Kenny Galladay. Guys, uh, everybody was you know saw the value in him being a a wide receiver one on a team that is going to have to air it out a lot. And where he went in the draft, he went super late in drafts later than he should with what he's done in the past, but he's an injury prone guy. There was talks out of camp that uh, the connection between him and Daniel Jones wasn't there. He, he finished with, with 8.4 fantasy points. This is not what you want to see from a number one wide receiver. Sterling Shepard, who's been there for a while is the one that was the most successful from the receiving core. Um, Galladay second and Darius Slayton third. Um, I think we went through everyone. We have a couple more. Well, for uh, the Monday night game. For the Monday night game, Tyson Williams at three beers and Lamar at six. Um, so we'll we'll dive into those come Monday. But um, Tomorrow. guys. Tomorrow's Monday. Yeah, tomorrow. So guys, uh, like, and Moose, I'm super yeah. excited about fantasy football. And especially if you've listened to us in the past, if you listen to our Marquis de la Mid-Round, Marquis de la Mid-Round hey, episode. That was, pretty, that was pretty good, Anthony. You've been practicing? Um, maybe it's just the beer. I've been having a few beers today, so I'm yeah. loosened up. Not bad. Um, and our sleeper episodes, if you listen to us, I mean, right now I'm on fire. Uh, Jamal Williams, one of my guys, 21 points. Matthew Stafford, over 24 points. Jarvis Landry. I, I don't think I'm on fire. I don't remember who my three guys were at this point, but I don't think they did well this week. Well, one of your guys was Michael Gallup. He was looking good, but is out for three to five weeks now. Um, I think Blake Jarwin was one of yours too. Yeah. Um, I mean, yet to be seen, but yeah. it seemed like him and Schultz will split it. Um, Brian Edwards, we'll see tomorrow. That's right. Um, expecting big things from him. But um, even what I wanted to mention again, Corey Davis. Corey Davis, 24.2 fantasy points. I mean, woo, we told you. This This was, when you look for value-laden drafts, guys with wide receiver one potential that, especially on a team like the Jets where, you know, they they have a new coaching staff, they have a new quarterback, um, they, they go and acquire players. Corey Davis got paid. Um, as the wide receiver one and then behind him you have like denzel mims uh barrios and elijah moore elijah moore one for four minus three yards 0.2 points i mean but however i will say this i think elijah moore is going to be like the justin jefferson of last season do not cut him right yeah do Do not that's why i didn't i didn't bring him up in, in the guillotine segment because he's not someone you should even consider about dropping he's very talented and maybe just needs a couple of games to get to get things going. So well, we should have brought him up. Don't cut him. Don't cut him. But that's why I didn't want to bring it up because the guillotine guys were, you know, guys were considering cutting. So I just did, I didn't want to bring it into the people's minds thinking, oh, I'm going to cut Elijah Moore. Don't cut him. Wait a couple of weeks. Let's see where it goes because uh, he definitely is talented enough to be the number two there. Yeah. And uh, it, it might just be, uh, you know, Zach Wilson getting used to the offense. New, the New York Jets are a young team, so you know even though there is quite a bit of talent there, it's going to take a little while for them to to really get things moving. 
So um, hang on to him. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Michael Pittman hasn't really showed up yet. Um, I know Indianapolis struggled against Seattle defense, but again, a guy like Pittman, don't drop either. Uh, even Moose's guy. Um, Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell. I know they didn't do well this game. Hang on to him. Um, I don't uh, think Zach Pascal think, I mean, I'm the sure guy. they haven't exactly been practicing at full speed with Carson Wentz either. I mean, he, he only just came back from – from the foot injury, from the foot uh, surgery. Yeah. So I imagine, uh, you know, things, you know, he might be a little bit rusty as well. It's week one, folks. There's 16 more weeks to go. So this is, this is the key point. I was, I was talking with a friend of ours um, and fantasy football for, uh, you know, us, the, the people who aren't actually playing football, this is the mental game. So what happens is, is weeks like one through four, everybody's gung ho, you know, but the people who are losing kind of drop off a bit. And that's when you take advantage because they stop playing the waiver wire and you just start scooping up all the value. So even though you might've lost week one and you're super excited for week one and you lost, just stick with it. It's only week one. There's yeah. 60 more weeks. There's plenty more wins to come. So just stick with it. Yeah. We've explained this to everyone before. Moose has won three titles in our main league, our two-player keeper, and he's the waiver wire wizard. Yeah. You got to play the waiver wire. You all, So it's a long season. Week one, it, teams are working out the kinks. Like the nerves are there. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean, do you expect Aaron Rodgers to put up like six points again? No, you expect him to get back to normal. And some of these young teams, like we said, Elijah Moore didn't really do anything today, but this is a team that is trying to find their way you know, like we mentioned, new coaching staff, new QB. They're trying to get guys worked in. It might take a couple games, like Justin Jefferson, like Moose mentioned before. Dave dropped him last year, and then somebody – was it you who swooped him up? You better believe it. Yeah, Moose swooped him up, and then he hit. So so it's week one, guys. Don't panic yet. Yeah. Believe in your team your and goal, watch the waiver wire. That's it. Your goal now is just to – Keep improving your team every week and make playoffs. That's all you got to yep. focus on right now. Make playoffs. And, and then, um, uh, once you're in playoffs, well, then we'll talk yeah. about playoffs. Yeah. And there's one thing for all you people that are new to fantasy or even the vets. Some veteran players of fantasy forget about this. The players on your team that have their game scheduled for the four o'clock games or the Monday night games or the Sunday night game, put them in your flex. Um, you don't want to put guys playing at the one o'clock game in your flex because if there's an injury, God forbid, or or an inactive like OBJ, I saw some people with uh, who had uh, a guy in the one o'clock uh, games in their flex, OBJ in the wide receiver uh, spot, didn't have any other wide receivers to put in and couldn't replace him because they had running backs on their bench or tight ends and QBs, which we also say don't put on your bench, um, have one. So basically he was stuck with a zero. Put the players in the later games in your flex. Don't forget to do that. Brutal. It saves you a like a whole world of hurt. Would you agree, Moose? I 100% agree. 
Um, okay, well, I think that's it uh, for fantasy football talk. Anthony, I know you and I were very interested in the uh, Witcher animated movie that was on Netflix. Yes. Did you watch it in the end? Yes, I did. Well, it I, was I very good. It. I also, I really enjoyed it. It was super violent. Anyone who's going to watch it, it's, uh, it's, if you're familiar with The Witcher, it's exactly what you might expect. There's monsters, there's blood, there's gore, there's magic. Uh, it's fantastic. It's a, it's a prequel yes. to, um, I guess, the books, if you will. Yes. It's, it's, it's it gives about... you a little bit of a history about the Witcher um, community and how it came to be and what happened to them. Yes, it's it's about uh, so Geralt of Rivia is the is the main character in the Witcher series, and um, this movie is about uh, the Witcher who who trained him, whose name at the moment escapes me. Yeah, it's escaping me too. It's but something with a something with a V. Yes. But, uh, anyways, watch um, the movie. You'll get the name. Yeah, so if if you guys are fans of The Witcher and you watched the the live action one that was released on Netflix and you were like, what happened to all the Witchers? Why why does uh why does he see what's his name or again? Just, Ga- why do they Geralt? do the things they do? And you know, it, it explains it all. Yeah, Geralt. what's the main uh, actor's name? Geralt of Rivia. Is that yeah. how you say it? Yeah, Geralt of Rivia. He was like, there's another Witcher. Like, questions will be answered with this uh this animated movie. Yeah, it was a good but, watch. Fantastic. Um, I don't know. Other than that, I haven't been watching much. It's been football, football, football. And I mean, the tonight's game, the Bears didn't pull off the win. Didn't expect them to, but uh, they, they did look pretty good. They held their own for a while, but uh, Andy Dalton didn't look that bad. Um, he didn't look that great either, though. No. He, uh, it was a bad start to the... Uh, actually, the start of the game looked very good for them but he threw an interception in the end zone not good i mean yeah it was a yeah it was an interception and i picked uh, i picked uh of course i gotta bring this up again uh early or a uh, week one hype but i did pick the rams to go to the super bowl and win the super bowl well my goodness do they ever look like they're gonna do that matt stafford uh is having a ball out there yeah they look uh they're a force to be reckoned with yeah it's gonna be exciting and of course, right, guys, folks. games tomorrow. Well, uh, I guess that's uh, that's us wrapping it up. Um, always put your best gut forward now more than ever. Get yourself to the playoffs. Um, we'll catch you next time. Yep. Yeah. Ciao.